You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. feel like I have a word of encouragement for somebody tonight, so I want to quickly jump to the word. Uh, book of Acts chapter 3, going to start at verse 1. I give honor to our pastor and uh, Pastor Robertson for giving me this opportunity for trusting us young guys. Sometimes it could be tricky, but I appreciate them and all they do. Do you love and appreciate our pastoral staff? Amen. God bless them. I know you've been standing for a long time, so I'm going to try and read this. Book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1. And I promise I didn't exchange notes with pastor. I promise. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At 3 in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter... He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting, hear that tonight, expecting God, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And uh, for the next few moments, I want to speak on this topic. When the temple gates becomes your memorial. When the temple gates become your memorial. I feel like my assignment tonight is to bring someone back into remembrance of the blessings of the Lord. And I also feel the Lord is wanting to create some fresh memories and memorials here tonight. And I felt it in prayer so strong on Friday. And I felt it in prayer today that God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. And I claim that tonight. I would, I would urge you to get a hold of that. Let's pray together. And let's just believe God's going to do something. Can we do that? Lord Jesus, by the authority of the word of God and the power that is in the name Jesus, God, I pray let there be a release in this house. God, we come against every attack of the enemy. We come against anything that would be contrary to your word. Anything, Lord Jesus, we take dominion right now and authority over the power and the darkness of the air. And Jesus... Let your freedom and your liberty be in this room for your word to go forth. In Jesus' name. Someone said in Jesus' name. And would you clap your hands? Hallelujah unto the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Jesus' earlier followers were still faithful Jews. So the temple, the center of Jewish religious life, it remained a place of worship for them. They often met there for traditional Jewish prayer times, which would be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in sunset. And later, Christians were expelled from the temple. And every day, I want to I say this early, that we have the freedom and we have the ability to worship the Lord, no matter location, no matter the time. We have that opportunity as believers and as Christians. You ought to be thankful tonight. And God is not just God on certain times of the day. Or the location that we are at. Rather, he responds when we take time out of our days to spend time with him. 
You see, that gets his attention. What a privilege it is not to just worship and praise him on Wednesday night Bible study and, and Friday night prayer, but and twice on Sunday even. But we have the privilege every day to spend time with him in prayer and make a memorial before the Lord with our worship and with our prayers to him. Peter told the lame beggar, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. He took the man by the right hand. He would help him up. And the Bible says that instantly the man's ankle bones received strength or received. They received strong. They were, they were made new. And that's the kind of God that we serve tonight. He jumped to his feet. He began to walk. I want you to notice that Peter commanded healing rather than pray for it. Peter was bold. He put his faith on the line. He expected God to heal this man. And I wonder if we would show up to service with just a little bit of expectation. What would God perform among us? He did, however, tell the man how he should respond to God's miracle. And because this man had been crippled all of his life, Peter told him what was necessary to make a healing a reality for him. The man have never, would have never received God's healing if he had not responded in faith. We've heard it before that faith it plays a huge part on how God will respond to us. And after he receives this healing, the man, I want you to notice, he goes into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. What was he doing? He was creating a memorial before the Lord. And now I want you to think back to times in your own personal life where God has touched you. Maybe a certain location you received your healing or a specific place that you gave your heart to the Lord. Maybe a place where you were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. A family member that was lost for days, months, or years and made a return back to the house of God. We can all go to times and places and we can reflect on the goodness and the saving power of Jesus Christ. A time where God has delivered you from some stuff that never again you've gone back to. We must never forget, hear me tonight, we must never forget what the Lord has done for us. Rather, we should always take time to reflect that once I was lost, but then God found me. He changed me. He erased my past. He gave me a new name. I'm a new, create, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Romans 6 and 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. There's a song that was in, um, I guess in my memory, uh, it goes like this. This is my testimony from death to life. Grace rewrote my story. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. We're bought with the blood, washed in the water. Here's a good one. If you're not gone to be with him yet, he's not done with you. Greater things are still to come. Uh, but don't get comfortable because your name is registered in heaven. I, do I have anyone tonight that your name is already registered in heaven? Yeah, your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. One day we're going to be caught up with him in the air. Are you going? Amen. We're looking forward to that day. 
Memorial is defined as something, especially a structure, established to remind people of a person or event, historically a statement of facts, especially the basis of a petition. It's something that keeps remembrance alive. I want to draw your attention tonight to some memorials, to some more uh, war cemeteries in Canada and around the world that honor Canadians who have served. The Chinatown Memorial Monument, located in Vancouver, British Columbia, it recognizes Chinese Canadians who volunteered in the war efforts. The South African War Monument, located in Prince Edward Island, it unveiled on July 6, 1903, in memory of the Prince Edward Islanders killed in the South African War, men by the names of Roland Taylor and Alfred Riggs. The National Monument to Canada's Mission Afghanistan, located in Ontario, uh, Ontario, Ottawa. This monument will recognize the commitment and sacrifice of Canadians in Afghanistan and the support provided to them by Canadians at home. Canadian National Vimy Memorial, located in France. The Canadian National Vimy Memorial honors all Canadians who served during the First World War. And lastly, the Beaumont Hamill Newfoundland Memorial, located in Beaumont Hamill, France. This honors all Newfoundlanders who served during the First World War and those lost with no known graves. Now these are just a couple out of 6,293 war memorials in Canada registered with the National Inventory of Military Memorials which is under the Canadian Department of Veterans Affairs. As of July 2021, there were 999 national historic sites and 172 of which administered by Parks Canada. The remainder are administered or owned by other levels of government or private entities. According to MilanoMonuments.com, there are three reasons why memorialization is important to the grieving process. Number one is it creates a central place to visit. Number two, it helps focus on the positive. And number three, it brings loved ones together. Alicia Malino says, memorialization is a wonderful way to cherish the found memories, the fond memories of those departed, while also allowing the living to grieve. In fact, social sciences believe that memorialization is a crucial part of the grieving process. Uh, but we, as believers and saints of God, we have a hope greater beyond the grieving. We have a hope greater beyond the grave. And that is eternal life in Christ. We know that one day we are destined to be with him in the air. Gospel of John 6 and 40. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. John 14, verse 2 and verse 3. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, what I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me and that you also may be where I am. When all the people, they saw the lame beggar walking and praising God, watch now, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple called Beautiful. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. They looked back on the temple gate, the place where Peter commanded this guy to be healed. You see, this is now a changed man. God changed his life around. He has something to look back on. And not only that, but the people, 
the people that were there that day, they remember that place as well. And that, folks, is a living testament, a memorial created before the Lord in recognition of the power of God. You can read in Acts 5 that more and more people believed in the Lord. And as a result, people would be brought into the streets, lying on mats and beds, so that Peter's shadow would fall on them as they passed by. And they gathered from every towns in Jerusalem, bringing the sick and tormented impure spirits. And the Bible says that all of them were healed. Jealousy had began to arise in the high priest and the associates, the members of the Sadducees, and they arrested the apostles and they put them in jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord appeared and brought them out. The angel said, go stand in the temple courts and tell the people all about this new life. And at daybreak, they did that. And they entered the temple and they began to teach to the people. And the high priest would arrive. They would call the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent them to the jail to the apostles. And they would find out after searching that jail that there was not a person inside. It was empty, in fact, and they reported back the jail. It was securely locked. It was shut. We have no clue what's going on, but there is not a person to be found. And after hearing that report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest, they were at a loss. What happened? What will this lead to? And somebody said, look. He said, look, the men that you put in jail, they're, they're standing at the temple courts, and they're still teaching the people. And seeing that, the captain went with his officers, and he brought the apostles back. And they had to be careful with them because the Bible mentions that they didn't want to get stoned. And the apostles, they would be brought to the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. Do you know the story tonight? He said, we gave you strict orders to not teach in his name, yet you fill Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of his blood. And Peter and the others said, no, we, we must obey God rather than man. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. And God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. You see, we are witnesses of these things, he said, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. And when they heard that comment, they were all furious. They wanted them to be put to death. They were ordered to be put outside for a while by Gamaliel. Uh, he was a Pharisee, and he would address the Sanhedrin. He says, carefully consider what you intend to do to these guys. I've heard about them. Uh, picking up in that scripture in Acts, Acts chapter 5, verse 36. Some time ago, Thaddeus appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in the revolt, and he too was killed, and his followers were scattered. Verse 38, therefore in the present case I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, someone say if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men, and you will only find yourselves fighting against God. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that is a dangerous spot to be in. Hear me tonight, you better not go against a fight against God. Rather, the battle is the Lord's. The Bible lets us know that this speech, it persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them beat. And then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Notice the apostles, they left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. They have no reason to rejoice. But because they have been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace for the name, that's something to rejoice about. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they would never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. And I'm warning somebody right now, don't let anyone or anything come against you from making your memorials. It would not stop the apostles from preaching and teaching in the name. They were locked in prison for it. They were beaten for it. But even during those times, huh, memorials were being made before the Lord. Memorials of Jesus delivering them out of prison. Memorials from living through the beaten. The hand of God's protection upon them. And it would not stop there. Because you see, when God starts something, He's going to finish it. Philippians chapter 1, verse 4 and 6, or 2, 6. And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Plaques and headstones, photo frames, planted trees, bark bench with plaques, scrapbooks, special locations. Does this stuff sound familiar? Locations, songs, poems, charitable donations, lasting memories. They're all associated with memorials. I believe that God wants to create fresh memorials with us spiritually. Some of the things that happen in our lives, we can never fully throw it away or forget. Even the unfortunate times in our lives, maybe with losing a lost loved one, times where people maybe have hurt us. But one thing I do know is that God has removed our sins and he has washed it in his blood. And God has a way of replacing what we lost with the attributes that he can give us. And anything you lack and struggle with, the Lord can fill the gaps necessary in your life. Don't look on the negative aspects that have happened in your life, but look where you've come from. The hand of God that has rested on you, and there's not a better thing on this earth that you could do than to give your heart fully to God. Don't let the memorial stop. He has so much for you. He has so much for you. We give up sometimes because we think that we can never amount to anything or what has happened to us. But God, but somebody say, but God, has already told you in his word, it's in the past. I don't remember it anymore. I've forgotten all about it. Even though you keep thinking of it, it's in the past. And if we would get a hold of that tonight, and if we would realize that God has forgiven us, there's no telling what God would do through your life. Don't let your past Hinder your every day. Don't let your past influence your future. God knows your future. God has a hold on your future. 
I need someone to allow God to erase your past. Let go of the feelings that you've been holding on for so long. The prison that you've allowed yourself into. Or maybe you find yourself in even right now. There is an angel of God coming to free you out. To finish making memorials that you've already started. And it will not be complete until he comes back for us again. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.